Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I, I was listening there to, to Bernie from Adoption Loss, the Natural Parents Network of Ireland. I can't say I've heard of the organisation personally, but anyway... Bernie suggests that the term birth mother is reductive and hurtful. So, I should say that's what Roderick O'Gorman said because he agreed with Bernie. Now, the Minister for Children, Roderick O'Gorman, is saying that this term is reductive and hurtful and other terms should be used, like natural parent or first parent. What is wrong with the term birth mother? What is actually wrong with it? Who is offended by the term birth mother? Who? I want, is, is there anybody at all listening today who's offended by that term? Anybody? I will take your call. I will, we've tried endlessly to find somebody before the show who's offended by the term birth mother. And I can't find anybody who believes it's reductive and hurtful. I had a birth mother. Sadly, she passed away. I had a birth mother. We actually all have birth mothers. The mothers who gave birth to us. It's a descriptive term. There's nothing hurtful. There's nothing offensive about it. Well, we just get rid of the word mother completely and father. Why why not? We just call them some sort of generic term like parents. All the time. You can call them that too, by the way. There's nothing offensive about the word parents either. But to change or to suggest to the 70 plus thousand adopted people in Ireland who would use that term more so than anybody else, because normally you wouldn't use that term, for example, if you, if you weren't adopted, that the word birth mother is offensive in some way, I think is offensive and disgusting. And to even suggest that we should change that to natural parent or first parent is ridiculous beyond belief. Now, if there's anybody listening today who wants to challenge my view on that, you are quite welcome to call in and I will listen to your argument. The number is 87 188 That's not what I want to talk about today, by the way. But I just thought I'd throw that in there because I heard it in the news and I heard it earlier on in the news and I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. We are turning into a very, very mixed up and crazy world. If a minister for children thinks the word birth mother is hurtful. Particularly Minister for Children, by the way, that's talking about adoption at the moment. And that's what I want to get around to first today. I will be talking about adoption. And I want to, on a lighter note, maybe a little bit later on as well, the 10 arguments that most couples argue at some point in their relationship. And also, the other night I put up a tweet. And once a kind of year we talk about the fact, do people believe in God? And the reduction in the amount of people who are religious reduces all the time. And I put up a tweet asking, you know, do you believe in a God? Not particularly the Christian or Catholic God. It could be the Islamic God. It could be any God. Do you believe in a God? And surprisingly enough, Four out of six people said they didn't believe in God. If I'd have asked that same question ten years ago, it may have been two out of ten, or ten, so to say four out of ten. If I had asked that question ten years ago, it would have been two out of ten. If I'd asked that question twenty years ago, it would have been one out of ten, maybe even less. So it just goes to show you how the world is changing and how I think a lot of that's to do with education, information. I believe children grow up differently with different logic and different explanations and science and all those kind of things, and maybe 
because a lot of people hold on to blind faith because we don't have answers for everything and that's probably what religion did for many many years a lot of people now have answers for things so they kind of say well I don't believe that anymore because I see there's a scientific answer for it now so maybe that's the reason why people don't believe blindly in, in religion anymore because there is no evidence of course that God exists unless you believe the world around us is the evidence that would be hard to explain but there is no evidence that God exists but there is no evidence that he doesn't exist either so we'll talk about that a bit later on as well but I do want to get to adoption first I'm so angry over that bloody term. It's just really getting to me. If anybody's any thoughts on it, by the way, 087-188-0008. But according to the journal.ie, I was looking there this morning, failure to balance the privacy rights of mothers with the identity rights of children risks forthcoming adoption and tracing legislation being found unconstitutional, according to a Dáil committee. Uh, Minister of Children, Rodrigo Gorman, has defended measures in the birth information tracing bill that will require information sessions to be held prior to the release of the birth records in cases where parents have requested not to be contacted by their adopted child. In the past, witnesses have expressed concerns to the Oireachtas Children's Committee that such measures were unnecessary and would stifle the release records. But O'Gorman said, I've heard it expressed before the committee, uh, that the information session is not required and that it hampers release. This simply does not reflect the position. The legislation aims to provide clear legal basis for a full release of birth certificate and birth information in all cases. To achieve this, the legislation must contain a mechanism to balance the constitutional privacy rights of the mothers with the constitutional identity rights of a child. Now, the mechanism would include three elements that a person requested records is at least 16 years of age, that an information session is held in cases where parents have requested no contact, and that counselling and support services are made available for mothers and adopted persons who seek it. The problem is, and let me tell you first of all, if you're adopted, how do you get your birth cert? To access your original birth certificate, an adopted person must pursue what is often, uh, I suppose, protracted and frustrating process. They can apply to the Adoption Authority of Ireland, uh, which will tell the applicant the details of the agency that handled their adoption. In many cases, that agency will have closed and its files transferred to Tusla, the Child and Family Agency. And we all know where happens there. Sounds kind of reasonably easy, doesn't it? But it doesn't always work out like that. Because what happens is, say Johnny or Mary is adopted. They're 40 years of age. They want to find out who the mother or father is. They contact Tusla. They find out who the adoption agency is. The adoption agency says, right, yeah, thank you. You have an interest in finding out. We go back to you three or four months later. They contact the mother. They find out who the mother was who put them up for adoption 40 years ago. She goes, actually, no, I'm married now with three kids and a husband. I don't want them to know who I am. They go, okay. Three months later, they get back to Johnny or Mary and they say, sorry, Johnny or Mary, she doesn't want to know you. Now, what Roderick is suggesting is there should be some consultation in between or a session, a counselling session with the mother, you know, that she would be asked to come into a meeting for a session and the child would be asked to come into a meeting for a session, uh, separately, obviously, to discuss the pros and cons of meeting up. But that might not always work out because it's unconstitutional as far as Roderick is concerned and as far as the government are concerned to try and force uh, that mother to give up her rights. But here's the question today. Whose rights supersede whose? And as an adopted child myself, I personally believe I have the right to know who my mother is. I have the right to know who my father is, although I have no idea who he is. I have the right to know that. Now, if you're a mother, and I could be completely wrong here, and you gave a child up for adoption willingly, I'm not talking about a forced adoption, although many were coerced. But if you gave up a child for adoption 30 years ago, and you're telling that child now, you don't have a right to know who I am, I believe you're wrong. You gave birth to that child. That child has every right to know who you are. 
as far as I'm concerned. Now, I would be concerned about them knocking on your door. But maybe you think differently. Maybe you think, well, hold on, Niall, no. That mother gave up that right. She said, I don't want that child to know who I am. She signed a piece of paper legally. She does not want that child to know who they are. And you believe that mother has more rights than the child. So whose rights supersede whose? That's the constitutional difficulty with this legislation that has been delayed and delayed and delayed. We were told at the start of the year that this legislation would be put through within months. We're now three quarter way into the year and we're still in the same position. We're no better off, which is frustrating a lot of organisations, including probably Bernie's idea, uh, organisation of Natural Parent Network Ireland, who wants to change the name from birth mother to natural parent. Let me know what you think. Does a child's right to know who their parents are supersede a parent's rights to stay anonymous? That's the question, isn't it? And the number is 087 I'm going to take a little vote on this. Pretend it's Twitter. Pretend it's social media. And you're clicking a vote, okay? Do you believe the child's right supersedes the mother's right to remain anonymous? Yes, you believe it does. Or no, you believe that mother has got rights to remain anonymous. So yes for the child, no for the mother. All right, text 087-188-0008 or you can WhatsApp. Uh, Kevin, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kevin? Hey, nice. It's a very complicated piece of legislation. I get that. And we have to be careful of the Constitution here. But does the child have more rights than the mother? I would think on account of being the innocent party, we, we should. Uh, I know we didn't make a conscious decision to be born. Uh, but I appreciate the mother could have moved on, married and said nothing to the, the new husband. Yeah. Or, or uh, her children. Yeah, yeah, it's a very tricky one. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, yeah. you were you were born in Shanross Abbey. Yeah. And you believe you should have the right to information. Have you got much information personally yourself, or how have you got on so far? Not really. I got um, a search done and uh, just found out where my mother was from, that I was fr- born in Shanross Abbey, and she died in 2000 in England, and her birth name. I'm sorry to hear that. Her, her, her marriage name, sorry. Yeah. And that I've... I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. And, and this is the problem for a lot of people, that this, this whole process is taking so long that in the interim, you know, these mothers are dying because of, they're of that age group now. And, yeah. and people might never find out who they are. I can imagine if somebody had got the information the start of this year versus the end of this year, they could lose out because that person could die. And that could be devastating for people. So what do we do here, Kevin? We're, we're kind of at a checkmate situation. Yeah, um I don't know, is it a referendum or something? Is it big enough for her? Well, I believe it is. If we have to have a yeah. referendum, we have to have a referendum. Yeah, we seem to have had one for everything else. Well, why not sure, do it? Another day out won't do us any harm, is <laughs> that what you're saying? Yeah, and, and off in the future. And do, does it ever, does it does it kind of cross your mind on a daily basis uh, who your mother, your birth mother would have been or... I'm so, by the way, uh, yeah. are, are you not offended by the word birth mother, are you, by the way? No, no. It's, it's just even the strangest thing this morning. I went for a medical for my license and the doctor asked me my date of birth. And it's the one I was told. Sure, that's no more my date of birth than the man on the moon. No more than my name is. Yeah. It's been changed. Oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's a and, how, and how do you know your name has been changed? Uh, the, the crowd... Um, uh, or some, some crowd that did the search for me they found out my name was um, Michael Francis okay and it's changed totally yeah 
Right, okay, so your, so your identity has changed. And your date of birth, they're not sure if that was the day you were actually born. I wouldn't think it was, yeah. Right, okay, that's always a bit, a bit confused. I mean, in a similar situation myself, I've often looked at the piece of paper that I was given with my birth date on it, and I go, somebody crossed with something off there. And my, I, also, my name was spelt wrong. Well, it's probably spelled wrong now, to be honest, because it was N-I-A-L on my original birth cert. But I spell it with two L's. So I've been spelling it wrong all my life. There you go. I'm not going to change now. Um, and, and do you think that when you, there, there are mothers out there who, as you rightly said, want to remain anonymous. You know, do you feel any empathy for them? I would, yeah. Fierce, like initially my mother wanted me back only the paperwork had gone through and it was too late. But possibly she moved on and then sorry, she got remarried and had, um, she got married and had siblings, mm-hmm. got children of her own rather. And uh, possibly now she she doesn't want to dig up the past or have it dug up. It's yeah. a very difficult one whose rights are more important. Who's, yeah. But you have siblings, so you have, you have brothers and sisters. Yeah, that, that you've never met, obviously, in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I it just goes to how disconnected people are. I mean, I, in a similar situation myself, I had a sister I didn't know about till I was fifty-two, and I, she lived because she was put up for adoption too, and she lived only about a kilometer away from me. We had mutual oh. friends. We found after we eventually met when I was fifty-two, we found out we had mutual friends. We went to the same places. I could have ended up dating her. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, this is the danger of all this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a disconnected society. And you, you were an adult, or more or less a teenager, weren't, were you, when you were told you were 13. adopted? Yeah, 13. My father yeah. told me when he was drunk one night when, he was thir- when I was 13. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was always integrated into us, always. We were yeah. never sat down and told, you know. It was yeah. Always that. yeah. Okay, well, stay there for a second. I want to go to Mary as well. Mary, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. Uh, now, Mary, you're also adopted. And I am? Yeah. Now, you know, there is a legal problem here uh, and there's a constitutional problem. I don't know what the constitutional issue is, but according to Roderick O'Gorman, there may be. Uh, according to the committee, there may be. But do you believe the mother has rights to remain anonymous? Yes and no. Um, in, in my case, I personally, I, my whole identity was taken, so no. Um, my date of birth was changed. My name was changed. Um, and when, like I was, 40 when I started looking and it was through um, the nuns in Dublin and okay. they were not willing. They gave me this lovely list of X, Y and Z, your mum is this and your dad is that and la 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 and that was it, like caseloads. Not willing to give you any other information but I pushed it and pushed it um, and oh they tried to tell me that my father was ill and my mother was ill and that they didn't, you know, that my mother might not have wanted um, her partner now to find out about it. And, but as it turns out, my mum and dad married. They actually never gave me up for adoption. It, in, as a matter of fact, I possibly was, I, it was kind of like a money thing. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, and no, I get you. That's well, and, well that, that would have been happening quite, that would have been quite common in those days. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I say those days, sorry, Mary, I'm not making it to be very old. I don't know how old you are, Mary, <laughs> but but it would have been quite common. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it would have been quite common, you know. I mean, and coerced adoptions were quite common as well, where women were women were coerced 
because of the fact that we didn't have support and social welfare support for, you know, unmarried mothers, as they were called at the time. So they were kind of coerced into, oh, you're better off giving the baby up by the nuns. The child will have a better life without you. And that was kind but of the way... That wasn't my mother's case. No, 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 I'm not saying it was, but that was what would have been said to women in those days, you know. Yeah, well, they weren't really given a choice, you know. Like, my mother and father were in England, and my mum came back to try and find somewhere to live. And the lady that she was lodging with um, reported her, and then they just came and take her, took her away to one of those mother and baby homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, she had me, and um, I was christened, and she had a job, and one day she came back from the job, and I was gone. And they tried to force her to sign my adoption papers, and she wouldn't, and they were never signed. So that's why my date of birth was changed, and my name. See, in a lot of cases, those papers were not signed, or there's no records. Uh, some yeah. of the records conveniently were destroyed in uh, inverted commas, fires. And yeah. Uh, now, but in a lot of cases, there is signed declarations and signed, um, should I say, consent forms. But they would have been coerced. So I've spoken to many women on the air who've literally cried their eyes out of the air saying they were more or less forced into signing it. You know, told that they would be shamed in the in the, the local village if they didn't. And yeah. uh, But in your case, they weren't signed. So no. so wh- where do you stand now? Do you, do you know where your birth mother is now? Oh, yeah, I met them. My mother oh, and father Good. married. Yeah. Um, I had eight great years with my dad before he died. Okay. And my mum still is still alive. And That's I great. have a brother and a sister. Okay. Um, in Letterkenny, so it's kinda of like I have I, I'm lucky enough. I've known since I was five years of age. Yeah. So I was kinda of brought up to uh, my dad said to me, Well, your mom and dad weren't able to look after you and we decided we'd look after you because we couldn't have any children. So you have two mammies and two daddies, and that's the way I was brought up. I was well, that's a, that's a nice way to be brought up, thinking about yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And and then when you went to find your mum, or you went to, to obviously make contact with her, there was no issues there around, surrounding that. It was a reasonably easy process for you, I suppose. It Like, it took, God, it took a long time, because it was kind of nearly like being in prison now, because I had to write a letter to my parents or my mother, as it was at the beginning, yeah. um, and send it on to the nuns. And then they'd send it on to my mother. Now, they knew the whole story all along, that my parents were married. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was... My first letter to them was on their 40th wedding anniversary, which is my eldest lady's birthday. So um, I, I sent on um, a letter, and then I, I sneakily put like an address or a phone number on, <laughs> on a corner of it. Yeah. And, and then they contacted me privately and I just rang the nuns then and I just told them the whole situation. And I said, you know, you've been filling me with lies for the last two years. I said, you're not, I won't tell anyone this. <laughs> well, I, there's nothing unusual about your story, Mary, because I was in a very similar no, situation. Really. I was in a similar situation where I had reached out looking for people that were belonged to me. They had reached out looking for me. And no, nobody within the organisation, Nexus House, whatever it's called up there, Tusla, had put two and two together and managed to ring anybody. It's a shocking situation the way the whole thing has been dealt with over the years. Really? Yeah. And, and as I said, mentioned already, the first time I found out I had a sister was when I was 52 years of age. You know, yeah. and, and that was after I'd met my birth mother. I get this woman gives me a call years later, a nun, and she rings me while I was in the car one day. I was, I was actually going on holidays the next day. I was in the car. And she said, how, how did things go with your birth mother there when you met her a few years ago? And it was just this random phone call. 
And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah grand, grand. And she said, yeah, yeah. Well, look, have a great day. By the way, you do know you have a sister, don't you? And I'm going, what? <laughs> Instead of, I mean, thankfully, I'm not the sensitive type of person, but some people would take that very badly. They might need to be brought into a room by a psychologist to deal with something yeah. like that. You know, but I, obviously I don't need to. But, but in saying that, it's a, what a terrible way to deal with things. It's just no professionalism at all in the yeah. way they dealt with these. And this is, this is not 40 years ago. This is only seven or eight years ago. Yeah, but now this was all cover-up. Like, it really was. Like, I, I, I know I was born in, in a hospital in Dublin, and I contacted them for my actual original birth. And um, it can't be found. Like, I gave my actual date of birth and my original name and everything that was given to me, and no, it can't be found. Mm. So... And I, I find, I, I, and there's a lot of similarities with people when they contact the adoption agencies, for example, that they went through, that they tend to give you clues. I, you know, they'll say, listen, I can't tell you, I'm not really allowed to tell you anything, but I can tell you your mother's first name was, say, Jenny, for example, or whatever, or yeah. Margaret. And yeah, she lived uh, on the south side of Dublin. And, and they'll give you these little clues, but they're not allowed to tell you too much information, right? And they expect you then to turn into Columbo. <laughs> and, and that's what happens. People then head into the Register of Births office, which I did, and sit trawling through books, trying to put two and two together and do it themselves where the government should be doing this for people. But getting back to the legislation that I originally started the conversation about, Mary, so do we... Somebody's rights have to be abandoned to solve this problem. So who's right to get abandoned? It's, it's not an easy one. What, like... Okay, I'm giving you the position of Minister for, for Children here. It's your job to write this legislation this afternoon. What are you going well, to do? I actually work in childcare. Okay. And I absolutely children first at all times. Okay, so, you, so you believe every child has a right to know? Yes, of course. You're, but it's your identity now. It is and your identity. Not, yeah, and you're entitled to know it. Everybody is. Yeah. Not the one that has been fed, spoon-fed to you. The, your actual one. And we're all, everyone, doesn't matter who you are or what colour is the creature you are, you definitely, everybody is entitled to know who they are. And the, and the latest story this morning, just in relation to that, by the way, the term birth mother. When Roderick O'Gorman has backed this idea because he believes that it's offensive in some way, do you believe there's anything offensive about the word birth mother? Absolutely not, because that's who she is. That's who my But they want to change to natural parent or first parent. No. To, be, to be more inclusive, I imagine. Oh, but you're like, how, how unnatural does that make the person who, who, who has been my mother all Absolutely. My life? It's actually, to be honest with you, I think the word natural parent or first parent is more offensive. Absolutely, of course it is. I mean, your birth mother is your birth mother, the person that gave up, gave you life. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. you. Yeah. So, like, it's not offensive. It's, I have three kids and I'm their birth mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mind you, you, you tend, well, when you're in, when I say the natural child of a, of a natural parent, you tend not to use that term anyway of birth mother because that's just your mother. Um, because it's always been your mother. But when you're adopted, you tend to use the term birth mother as, yeah, as to differentiate from your adoptive parents. Yeah. You know, listen, thank you very much indeed, Mary. No problem. Good luck and have a wonderful, wonderful life. All right. You See you. Bye, Mary. Bye, Kevin. After the break, I'll talk to one or two more people in relation to this. The 70,000 adopted people in Ireland. How have you all got on? Has anybody had any luck finding out who your parents are? Happy stories or maybe sad stories where all you have is a few clues and nothing else. 
Well, it doesn't look like you're going to get much more information or much more assistance for the moment because the legislation has come across more problems. The problems being that many birth mothers out there might not want to give up that information. So whose rights come first? The child's? Text the word yes. The parents, or I should say the birth mother, text the word no. And the number is 087-188-0008. Hi, Niall. Just listening to your show. And when I hear anything about adoption, I tend to listen a bit closer. Um, I am a very proud birth mother. Um, I am not offended by the term birth mother. I gave birth to my son. He was adopted 28 years ago into a wonderful family. He has a loving mum and dad who have raised him and I will always be his birth mother. Um, I'm very lucky that my experience was positive and um, yes, until the day I die, I will be a very proud birth mother to my son. I'm glad to hear that. There you go. Roger Gorman. If you happen to be listening somewhere in your car where your driver's driving you around, there you go, there's a birth mother. She's very proud to be a birth mother. She gave birth to her son. And she can never take that away for her. The idea that she would try to politicise this word, or that anybody would try to politicise the term birth mother, is beyond me. To make it some sort of, I don't know, all-encompassing word to include random people around the world. I'm not going to get into that today. But I do believe there's an agenda to this first parent. Why would I want to call my birth mother my first parent? Some sort of generic, neutral, gender neutral term. Or natural parent. No. Roderick, my mother, who sadly passed away, my birth mother, who sadly passed away only recently, is my birth mother. And always will be my birth mother. She won't be my natural parent or my first parent. She's the woman who gave birth to me. And my adoptive mother, or my mother, as I refer to all my life, is the woman who died in 2009, Elizabeth. And she's the one who adopted me, and she is my mother. As opposed to my birth mother. It's simple, Roderick. It's not rocket science. Claire, you're an Ireland's classic kid, so you... Hi, how are you, Niall? Good. Now, you were adopted and you met your birth mother. You're not offended by that term, are you, by any stretch of the imagination? Are you? No, I'm not, no. No, no. no. I didn't <laughs> think you would be. I didn't think anybody is, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so how how did you fare off? Um, I, obviously, uh, the social worker did all the research for me and she got in touch with my birth mother. And uh, we met up, with us, which was absolutely fantastic, Niall. But I am still a secret. Um, because my birth mother, you all got married and had children, and uh, she didn't tell her husband. Okay, and, that, and that's okay. I've no, I have absolutely, absolutely no issue yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, once uh, once you had the right to know who she is, the right to get a bit of information, and of course, and the bonus was you got to meet her as well. And how yeah. how was that meeting that day? It must have been you must have been terribly anxious, were you? Full of emotion, Niall. You know, full of emotion for I both. Remember. I remember the day uh, I did it as well. Yeah, I, I know mm-hmm. that feeling. Yeah, how did you get on? We were just, we were just like, she, oh. I was crying, she was crying. And it was just, yeah, it's, it, it, it is very emotional. It is very emotional, it was lovely. And I, you know, and I, my thing is, I have to respect her rights. I have to because, yes. you know, and I know where the lady is and everything like that. Because she trusted me so much. I actually got to meet her twice, would you believe? And she trusted me so much in telling me so much, Niall. I had, 
you know, I, that is why I have to respect her and the likes of her because then she needs her privacy. And, you know, she got married, she had children, and she didn't tell her husband because maybe she couldn't. And well, she's she never told him, she never told him up to now and maybe she'd be afraid to tell yeah. him now that it's a big suitcase that she kept. And you know what? I have no issue with that. No. The issue yes, I have right. is with not being allowed to find out who she is. I mean, yes. if after there's a session and a meeting and maybe a private secret meeting like the one you yes. had, she yes. wants to keep her anonymity or anonymity that she doesn't want to tell, you know, yes. her husband or children. Yes. I understand that and I appreciate it and I respect that. But yeah, I, and but, I do feel like we have a right to know. We do have a right to know. And also for medical records, we have a right to know. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important for us as well. And how long did it take you to go through the process of finding, like what age were you when you started kind of wondering um, who your mother was? You know, I started I suppose, years ago when I was a very young teenager in Ireland. Then I kind of, um, I did look into it then when I got to my 20s, early 20s. And I remember my dad, uh, think my mother um, or asking my mother you know he said have we done something wrong or you know why I know. they would do this and um, I know. you know when I heard that night I stopped because I said I was, I was exactly the same situation <laughs> that you you, you know, almost feel like you're insulting your parents oh my god I yeah, said, by, I by looking yeah. and I said I cannot hurt the two people that are, are loving me so much and give me such a wonderful hope I yeah. cannot do anything wrong to them you know Yeah. so I just forgot about it then and then years came on and I actually got a phone call from the social worker and um, she said, I'm just checking your file. Now, I will tell you an interesting story if you, if you can bear with me. And she checked my file. So she, I said, yeah, sure, I'll meet you. She wanted to close the file. So she came out. And um, what happened now was when I, I went through it in second stage, I went in to meet the social worker. Uh, I went in for my medical rights because it came out years ago that you'd actually put in for your medical rights or your medical, you know, yeah. to know what your medical history was. So I did that went in, met a social worker, and then she told me that I was actually adopted before and that I was given back and then I was adopted again. And I was like, Jesus, Mary, don't, so I didn't come in to hear this. Right, you know? okay. So, so, so you, had, you had another set of adopted parents at some point. Child. So I came away and I said, that's it, I'm never doing this again. Just don't want to be part I didn't want to hear this. So when I met this other social worker, she said to me, that was so untrue, you were given wrong information hmm. about being adopted twice. I was oh only adopted once. Jabers. Yeah. So anyway, they don't uh, seem to know what they're doing these places, do they? I well, mean, it's not very well organised. Me Niall, and I, I got very yeah. upset over it. And thank God, I was kind of a strong person. But you know, you could have people that might. Oh, of course. And this is what I said earlier on about yeah. me being told about my sister. I might not yeah. have been the type yeah. of person to handle that information very yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'd say in less than a year, actually, everything was done, and I had met my birth mother, and it was just lovely. And then I, through that, I got to know my my aunt and I am in contact with my aunt full time which is lovely yeah so something really really good came out of that as well that I'm in contact with my aunt and she loves it as well and we break chat with the phone and it's just so lovely it's lovely well, that, well, that's, that's how to you. and by the way did you before you just go to Alan did you ever get your original birth certificate uh, I got my birth certificate yes from the social worker yeah okay so you got the original birth certificate with I your did, original yes. mother and father's name on it not father's name, no. No, no father's name. Okay, mother's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But that was Absolutely. the same as the yeah. one I got, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately, a lot of them were single parents and father's names were not put on birth certs, unfortunately. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Which is which very is. disappointing. And did you ever find out who your father was? I didn't, Niall. And, you know, I've asked the question and there's nothing forthcoming, to be honest about it. So yeah, I was in I a similar situation. I don't anybody because... You know, do, do, you, do you wonder who he is? Do you, does, does that cross you know, your you mind? Do, of course you do, because yeah. obviously, you know, you have a father somewhere, you know what I mean? A uh, birth father, you know. 
And then the clock, um, the clock is ticking as well. I don't. I, how old are you? I was, but that's really a bad thing for me to ask a lady on the air. Oh, she is Claire. <laughs> I miss mid fifties. Okay, so the clock is ticking. You know, your dad. You know, would if he's out there, would be getting yeah. older. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's that's and the same for me. I'm fifty eight. So I'm thinking yeah. to myself, he's probably dead at this stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And funny enough, my birth mother is actually quite. She's a quite young woman. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, oh well, that's good. That's good. You know, which is good. So and, and have you made an arrangement to maybe contact again? And um, it's very hard, very very hard now because I've been a secret. So that really has to come from her side to contact me. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All so, right. Well, look, at, le- at least it satisfied that part of your life anyway. Absolutely, and, and you know, keep the name birth mother. Don't change that for at all. So, no, you know? absolutely. All right, Claire. Thank you very much indeed for your input there. Alan, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Alan? Hi, you know, how are things? Good. You're also adopted. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What year were you adopted? Uh, 1984. Okay, so that was one of the latter uh, parts yeah. of the adoption. Yeah, in this country, was it? Was your yeah, mother in a mother baby home? No, she wasn't. Okay. Actually, she was one of the, one of the few. Um, just listening there to to Claire talking about the the birth cert. Like yourself, I had to do all my own detective work, um, the good old research rooms and yeah. <laughs> the tomes and poems you have to file, file through. But I was uh, I was in a lucky position in that I had both names uh, on my on my birth cert when I found it, um, and I've met both my my birth parents uh, and have I have a great relationship with them. But we don't have a parent and child relationship if you if you get what I'm saying we have um with more of a kind of a, a camaraderie between us okay that's fair um, enough yeah i get that because there there's only there's only 20 years between us almost to the day so um and i would have been 25 when i when i went looking for them and found them and that yeah but having yeah. said that my kids are their grandkids and uh we said their kids are my brothers and sisters. You know? so that sounds all very complicated, Alan. It is. Yeah. It's very complicated, all right, yeah. But it's um, one thing that, that was said when, when I found them both, that they both had to fight to have both names on it. Right. Um, they were both there for the registry of the birth. And even though my birth father was standing there beside them, they put down father unknown and had to scrap that sort and redo because it. Because at the time there was still a kind of stigma around the whole idea of not being married or whatever it was. Yes, yeah, so there would Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, um, and that's the case with a lot of people when they get their birth certs from sort of pre the 1980s in particular, pre 1980s, there won't be a father's name on it. No, there won't. Um which is, which is unfortunate because if, if you take my situation, he couldn't wait for the day that the doorbell rang or the phone call came. He 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 was delighted uh, that's the great. Night that that we made contact. So, yeah. it, look, it's it's different situations for different people. But it isn't it terrible that you had to turn into Colombo that you did, you know, it which is. is what I did as well for years, and then I stopped doing it. Similar to Claire, I, I didn't want to upset my you know my natural parents at the time, and I I did my adoptive parents, whatever whatever words we want to use nowadays. I didn't want to upset yeah. them. Uh, and I remember actually yeah. just before my mother died there nine years ago, because I'd never had the conversation with her about it because I didn't want to upset her. And I remember mm. she, just before she died, two days before she died, she said to me, did you ever meet your real mother? And, I, and, and it was very sad to hear her say that two days before she died and I told her the whole story. And yeah. she was delighted. She was absolutely delighted. But, but in saying that, do you believe that in a situation where, say, for example, you reach out looking for a birth parent, uh, the organisation which Minister Roderick O'Gorman will set up, the session committee that he will set up, reaches out to say your mother and she says, no, well, uh, you know, I don't want to see Alan again. No, I put him up for adoption and, and I don't want to have to do it. I'm married now, I have kids. No, please don't tell him anything about me or don't tell him where I am. Do, do you think she should have the right to remain anonymous? Um, 
it's a delicate situation. Personally, I don't. Um, but I know from my relationship with my own birth mother that how difficult it was for her uh, when I made contact. Because I tried going through the, the proper channels, through the, the adoption board and that, and they wrote to her and she didn't respond, but she didn't know how to. She wasn't, it was a chapter that she had closed in her life, and she wasn't sure if it was, if, if, if it was a chapter she wanted to open again, sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I went into the whole process with the, my, my mindset was, I'm going to put myself out there. If they want to know me, great. If they don't, at least I know. You know, that was, the, the worst part of it was not knowing um, whether they wanted to be part of my life or not. Um, I could accept if they didn't, you know, uh, and when I didn't get anything from her, that's when I started looking for him uh, because everything is built around, the whole legislation, the whole lot is built around the birth mother, but there's there's nothing around the birth father, particularly when they're not married. Yeah. Uh, so I was very lucky in that I had a name uh, and I knew roughly his age, so I actually found his birth cert uh, and his parents' names and, and I had, like okay, I did, there's something I've never thought of because I wanted to try and find out who my father was. So, okay, so how did you figure you? So, he, I'm assuming, by the way, that my father's mm. name is Niall because I was right. given the name Niall at birth, right? And it's an unusual yeah. name for 1963. So, I'm thinking his name was probably Niall. Um, I also know that he lived somewhere down around Ormond Quay in Dublin. Right. Uh, but I have no idea of his age or anything. So how do you start looking? I mean, there's thousands of people born every year. So how, how do you start looking to find that? There is. It's. Uh, I remember going in, in the door that day because I didn't have a surname. I had my date of birth, and I knew my birth parents' forenames or Christian names. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, what year are you looking for? I said, 1984. And he, uh, he said, have you a surname? I said, no. And he said, oh, well, every year up to 1983 was done by quarter so you know you'd have January to, to March so I knew I was January um, but in 1983 they changed it to um, alphabetical so I had I now had four books to go through and I remember sitting there thinking I'm going to have to get a hotel for the night because there's yeah no I've way seen the books by the way they're the big old books with the big huge pages yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tiny print yeah <laughs> and a lot of it is handwritten as well and you're kind of going what yeah. the hell are they saying yeah yeah, it's 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 difficult. I was. Very, it was the days lucky. before computers. I can tell you, yes. <laughs> it would be so much easier if it was all just transferred to computers that we could just do a quick search, wouldn't it? Yeah, On well, an Excel would, yeah, sheet, but... yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I, so I, you I had to kind of trawl through. You had to trawl through these books essentially. Yeah, that's it. And I had to pay every time I thought I had myself. I had to pay two or three euro to just to get a copy of the entry. Into that's the right. You had to pay. Yeah, um, so... Are you still allowed uh, into... I remember the place I used to go to here in Dublin, up around the Tanta House, somewhere there, where, where Pierce Street, wherever it is, and you go in, and it's free of charge. You can go in, you go upstairs, and you can look yeah. through as many books as you want. You just ask for them. And then if you want, as you said, copies, you pay two or three euro or whatever it is per, for a copy of a page. Are you still... Yeah, I, yeah where I went was the IFSC, into okay. the research rooms there, and I think it was two euro per book... Or, or two euro per year or 20 euro and you could look at whatever you wanted and then it was two or three euro for each each entry that you wanted to get printed or a copy of right so yeah, that, that, okay, I, well, that's, that's a bit of a tip for people anyway alright okay yeah, yeah oh absolutely because but, I, but anyway, I final question just, sorry because I have to go into a break Alan but final question yeah. you know, your whole experience and all that Columbo work that you did as well originally as well with your mum as well too right 
And then you mm. finally get to meet them and you're saying they're more of comrades now more than because, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people expect there to be immediate chemistry or an emotional bond, which is not always there because these are people you've never met in your life. But, yeah. So, and a lot of people have described that feeling as being a little bit of an anticlimax. Was it an anticlimax? Well, <clears throat> because I've always known I was adopted and I know so many people that were, because I've always been open about it, so many people have been open with me about it. And we, we I had chatted with a lot of my friends as to how it had gone. I'd read a lot of books. There was a lot of the, I when I saw them, I knew. Now, my response to that is, of course you knew you'd arranged to meet them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was just delighted to meet them. I was amazed at the similarities and something that I missed all my life was, was the uh, the physical attributes between parents and children, you know, who looks like who and where, where yeah, you get your Yeah, of course, yeah, you look like your dad, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember he said to me, you're cut out of your mother, and I said to him, well, I think we're sharing a few genes here, yeah. <laughs> the two of us. But I didn't, I didn't have any, it wasn't anticlimactic, but I wasn't expecting that, you know, thunderbolt. I did get that thunderbolt, though. My, my birth mother's mother, um, when I met her, she met me, she surprised me, she knew where I was going to be, and she brought herself there. And So technically your granny, by the way, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, and I would have considered her a grandmother as well. I had a number of years with her before she passed. But um, I did have the thunderbolt then. Um, right. It was just this little old lady smiling at me, and I, you know, everything else, the way I describe it is everything else went black. And this lady said, I am who, who she was. And the only thing I could say to her was, I know. It was the weirdest sensation. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's, I'm, Alan, I'm sorry I'm running short of time, but it was lovely to see that you had a wonderful experience and I'm glad you had a, a wonderful experience. And thanks to you as well, by the way, a lot of people listening to the few little tips you gave there to go down to the IFSC and have a quick look through all the books there. Uh, the number is 87 Maybe you had an experience like Alan's. Mary, hi, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you, Mary? Hi, Niall, I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, Bit nervous, but go on. But don't don't, go don't, don't don't be nervous. Okay, you put your son up for adoption many years ago. When, when was it, yeah. actually, Mary? It was um eighty nine. Okay. So uh, he was. I, I had him in John Boyne in a mother and baby home. Okay, that would have been one of the last mother and baby homes. It was one of the last. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's a hotel now. Yeah. And yeah. um, and and what were the can I ask you briefly because I, and, and I don't want to spend too long obviously going through it with you, but because I don't upset you. But what were the circumstances around the fact? Obviously, you weren't married at the time. And no, I wasn't. It was a, quite a volatile relationship. So, okay. So you um, found yourself in a very I, vulnerable situation, obviously. Exactly. And yeah. to be honest, I was, I was in a single-parent family anyway. My, my father raised me. Yeah. So it, it was an impossible situation, really. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so you thought the best option for you at that yeah, particular time in your life. Yeah, I did change my mind towards the end, but I got no, no assistance from any of the, the Southern Health Board at that stage. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Well, look, the, 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 the support really wasn't in the state the way it is now, no. I suppose. Oh, no, no. He was going and that was it. Yeah, There's yeah. No, no two ways about it. Okay, um, so you, you put him up for adoption and what yeah. was what was the next few years like or the next 20 or 30 years of your life? Was it every day thinking, I wonder where he is, I wonder what he's doing? Yes, it was very much so. Um, I'm a very family-orientated person anyway. Um, so, yeah, I was, hope, I was always hoping that the, the new parents said that they would send photographs and it never happened. There was no contact. So okay. I kind of put it put it to the back of my mind. But birthdays, obviously, and, and stuff like that, Christmas and things, it always came back. Did you ever light a little candle for him? 
<laughs> on his birthday. <laughs> well, I'm not that. I'm not a religious person. <laughs> no. All right. I mean, I mean, on a birthday, on a birthday cake, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you obviously moved on with your life as well. I um, did. I got married. And, um, before I got married, I told my husband. So it was, so it was never, no secret. Yeah. Never a dirty secret. You know, he was never mm. a dirty secret. I always hoped, Niall, that he would come looking for me. Okay. But um, he's 34 now, and you know, I'd given up hope at that stage that. He ever would. Okay. Until then, bang this year. <laughs> okay. And what happened this year? Tell me the good news. I have two minutes. Tell me the good news. <laughs> so, um, my nieces, one of my nieces turned 30, and as a, as a gift, my other niece got her um, a My Heritage package. You know, she she's always interested in yeah. tracing back her lineage. This and is whatever. a DNA, so, yeah, a DNA ancestry uh, thing. You do, yeah, you do the swab and send it back. Yeah. The name of, name of this one it's, yeah. um, it's a Canadian company so she did this anyway and um, both of them did it and a first cousin turned up <laughs> and so lo and behold it was my son they can't, They started talking to one another the two girls didn't know that uh, they had no I idea no they had no idea so they were kind of perplexed as to who the mother could possibly be like you know as a first cousin, they thought it was all rubbish. So they contacted, his name is Mark, they contacted Mark, and um, yeah. they, um, Mark said, I think my name, my mother's name is Mary, and he kind of looked through their Facebook, and I popped up on Facebook, and... Um, and he contacted so my, you? My niece has contacted me, and I, I told him the story. To be honest, it was such a relief. Um, to you must have you know, sobbed your brains out that night, Mary, did you? <laughs> 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 that was a, that's like an emotional roller coaster for you. So Completely. so so when did you get to meet him? I haven't met him yet. We've we've spoken. He's living in Canada now. So oh, in Canada. Spoken. Oh, okay. And yeah. with the COVID, of course, there's no traveling. I and know. All. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he'd been home long ago. I'd been over there long ago, only for us. We speak very often. We text very often. Oh, that's great. And is he is he married? Is he married? He, he was supposed to get married, but COVID. Right. Okay. And has he got children? He's got one child, yeah. So you're a so granny. Yeah, I'm a granny. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, congratulations. That's a wonderful... And Thanks, do you know what? Guys. It ties in perfectly with a WhatsApp message that I got on just before you come on. And it says, hi, now, just listening to your show. I'm wondering, when people hit roadblocks, is it worth trying the ancestry tests? I've had contact yeah. from two people that were adopted out of my family, my father's generation, and I appeared as a close enough match uh, that they could say uh, it was on the father's side. I'm not sure if enough people know about it. But there you go. Mary's success was right down to my heritage um, and they yeah. do the DNA swab test that you can get and look it doesn't work for everybody it depends on how many people out of that family have also sent in a swab or whatever that's the way that's it all it. works it all joins and connects dots yeah, together it would never have happened only for it, it absolutely Mary I'm delighted what a wonderful happy story to end the topic on today and I <laughs> hope and I hope you get to meet Mark very soon I hope to get to see him and hook up with him and, and see oh, your absolutely. grandchild as well alright exactly Thanks, Thank Mary. You. Have a great day. All right. There you go. What a wonderful story to end the topic with. There's nothing I can say to that. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.